Hello, everyone. This is Christine Rodriguez with Astrology Now Podcast. Before we get started with the segment, I want to let you all know that I have a module two training coming up in 2020. Um, some of the feedback that I got with my first module one training was that it was a ton of information to take in in two days. And so by the end of the training, I was so excited to see that people were making really good assessment of charts and they seem to really be getting it. And so I'm so glad that it seems to work, but I do want to give more time and space for you all to practice and absorb. So for this training coming up in 2020, it's going to be spaced out between two weeks. Uh, we will be meeting on April 25th, 2020 at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, and that's a Saturday. And we will meet again the next week on May 2nd, 2020. Same thing, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So it's two Saturdays. I hope that you can make it. If you're interested in more information or signing up, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. All right, enjoy your segment. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. Oh, man. So <laughs> it's uh, December 17th as I'm recording this, and um, we have this massive eclipse coming up that I'm going to record a segment on, um, on December 25th or 26th, depending on where you are. And you, you really can begin to feel the energy beforehand. And I just like, it's just so amazing to be very aware and familiar of astrology and with astrology and be able to watch how it's impacting your life. Um, and even if we're astrologers, we're not immune to it, you know, like we're studying and, you know, you included people who are studying astro astrology, it's like, we're aware of it and we do our best to move through it. And then some things just still take us by surprise. And I just feel so grateful for the people in my life that can be so patient and loving with me. <laughs> and I hope that, um, you can find gratitude for those people in your life. And you can also be someone who is patient and compassionate. And um, I'm going to do my best to practice being patient and compassionate myself. So in this segment, we are talking about the moon and the sign of Gemini, which is hilarious because I was just hanging out with my two favorite people who both have moon and Gemini. And they are just so fun. People with moon and Gemini are just fun. Um, the mind, or excuse me, the moon is your mind and it's your intuition. It's how you think. It can represent your mother. Um, it represents mental stability and really kind of the quickness that our thoughts go. You can see people with depression by looking at their moon sign or anxiety. You can see so much about somebody's emotional state, the ability to be happy through the sign of the moon through the planet of the moon. The sign of Gemini is creative and complex. Um, they always love to be doing something new. They love to be organizing and analyzing and learning. People with moon in Gemini specifically love to learn. And Gemini, the sign, loves to learn. Um, Gemini is known for being dual-natured. They're kind of like the non-binary sign. <laughs> and... Um, just very changing in their nature. And so when moon comes into the sign of Gemini, it creates someone who's extremely witty, extremely clever. Their mind is generally very bright. They do love to learn because they're constantly curious and trying to learn about new topics or new things. 
depending on where the moon is in your chart, you're going to be more or less social. The sign of Gemini is known for being social, but I do know plenty of people with moon and Gemini who actually are relatively introverted or like to have a lot of time alone working on their own creative projects. They are extremely well organized. They love to read. Um, They're very good at learning through reading and writing. And they're also very good with languages. People who just have strong mercurial energy because Gemini is ruled by the planet Mercury. And so if somebody just has a lot of mercury in their chart in general, they can be inclined towards language. They're going to be very articulate and well-spoken. It's so interesting. If I just like automatically, and I know that I'm like, this is kind of a a me thing because I, I doubt everybody feels this way. But if I sit down with someone and I just immediately like them, I'm like, your moon is in Gemini. <laughs> and a lot of the time it's true. They know how to communicate and they know how to talk with people. And they do. They, they know how to be fun and playful. Moon and Gemini is known for being humorous and quick-witted. And this is the majority, right? Not everyone is going to be this way, but it's um it's pretty common from what I've from what I've seen. Now, on the negative side, people with moon and Gemini can be a little bit too clever for their own good. They can be manipulative and they can be deceptive. Um, They definitely know how to get what they want. And they do know people so well. They know people so well. They pick up um, on people's mannerisms and thought processes because they themselves are so intelligent that they can be um, manipulative. And now I know so many people with Moon and Gemini who aren't manipulative, but this is a tendency that they can have. They can also be a little bit restless because their mind is moving quick and they love to be entertained. They love to be stimulated intellectually. So there can be a restlessness about them um, and they can be flirtatious. And so Scorpio is kind of known for being the most sexual sign of the Zodiac. I always say that Gemini is the most sexual sign of the zodiac. This is what I've noticed. This is what I've seen. Um, And I can say it pretty confidently, I believe. And yeah, but depending on which house the moon is in, it's going to be a little bit different. So if you have moon and Gemini in the first house, first, if you have moon in the first house, it generally does give kind of a moon-like face. So a rounded face. There is also going to be a lot around communication and writing, some sort of close tie um, with your early childhood. And so your mother could have been extremely influential to you, um, maybe like a really important player in your life, and that could be good or bad. And you're also going to appreciate nice things that make you comfortable. If you have Moon in Gemini in the second house, Again, so the second house is like your speech, right? And moon and mercury is already pretty chatty and articulate. So this person is really going to know how to communicate and really know how to read the energy around them. And they may have an affinity for dairy products. If you have moon and Gemini in the third house, this is a really good placement for traveling for work because Mercury is this quick moving planet. And so you may find that you take many short distance trips in your day. 
You may also tend to nurture your siblings. Maybe you were the oldest of your siblings and just kind of naturally assumed a caretaker role. If you have moon in the third house, there may also be some sort of disconnect with your mother, or maybe she traveled a lot growing up, something like that. If you have moon and Gemini in the fourth house, your mother can take on these qualities that I've been discussing. It's also a really good place for real estate, working with property, working with fixed assets. If you have moon and Gemini in the fifth house, this is also just a really, really strong placement for intelligence. And there's going to be some sort of theme around children. And so either you teach or you work with children in some way, you may end up serving children at some point. So you may work in a field where you're serving kids and that could be teaching kids or counseling kids, working with them. Um, Or you're going to view your children in a way that is service oriented. If you choose to have children, Evie is here and she's talking. If you have moon in Gemini in the seventh house, This is a, or excuse me, the sixth house. I'm so sorry. I skipped the sixth house. If you have moon and Gemini in the sixth house, this again is a really strong placement for health and healing, for counseling. Um, There's going to be a theme around service to others, first and foremost, and you may even be attracted to people who are service oriented and they're going to be people in your life that you find are healers of some sort. There may be some connection there. If you have moon and Gemini in the seventh house, extremely intuitive with your partners, um, always feeling into the energy around you, interested in other people, very empathetic. There may be a tendency to be codependent. There may be a tendency to be insecure. And you may find that there are sudden ups and downs in your relationships. Just something, it, it may be within the relationship or just something that happens externally, but there may be sudden ups and downs. If you have moon and Gemini in the eighth house, As always, if the moon is in the eighth house, ridiculously intuitive, um, psychic-like abilities, strong interest in politics or the occult, yoga, kundalini, this is an extremely transformational placement. If you have moon and Gemini in the eighth house, that means that you're also a Scorpio rising. So it's just, wow, (laughs) lots of transformation, lots of curiosity, Um, strong intuition for the people around you. If you have moon in Scorpio, or excuse me, moon in Gemini in the ninth house, you are going to have a natural interest in foreign places, in ancient scriptures. And so that could be like religion or philosophy. You may also desire to have a career that feels in alignment with your dharma or your path. So the the career that you choose is going to have to be directly related to a belief you have. If you have moon and Gemini in the 10th house, this is Wow. Like this is 
super mercurial because if you have moon and Gemini in the 10th house, that means that you're a Virgo rising. There's going to be a lot of gain with women with this placement. So you may work with women. You may work in some side type of counseling setting. Um, you are going to be extremely organized, extremely analytical, maybe even a little bit controlling when it, when it comes to the order around you. You may be a little bit OCD. If you have moon and Gemini in the 11th house, there may be an emphasis on network circles and friendships. Um, you may find that you somehow make friends with people who are much different than you or from a foreign place or look very different than you in some way. Um, and there may be gains from foreign places or foreign lands. If you have moon in Gemini in the 12th house, um, this would be someone who is out of this world, spiritual and intuitive and just totally in tune to the things around them. When you have moon in the 12th house, it generally means you need a lot of alone time. You're very spiritual. You need to isolate. So you may like take walks in nature or, you know, go to a spa or something where, where you have a lot of alone time. Um, and there is going to be this really strong ability to tune into the people around you. And you may even feel kind of out of sorts sometimes you may have this feeling of otherness in some way, but it's generally because you have a really good understanding of something <laughs> and it kind of sets you apart. Sometimes we it's like taking the blue pill, right? Of reality. We like really delve into these spiritual realms and we're like, wow, like I kind of feel like I'm most content when I'm alone or with other really spiritual people. So you may see this as well. Um, also maybe creative writing with moon in the 12th house in Gemini. So that was Moon and Gemini. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga, and please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Thank you so much.